Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Big thanks to our sponsors of the program, Bonnet Sales and Service, Camilla's Golf Club, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Rosie's Corner. Stop by each and every week for Fish Friday and their comfort foods at the front of the week as well, including Meatloaf Monday, Turkey Slop Tuesday, Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday, that uh, Fish Friday, of course, on Fridays, and then the Mac and Cheese available both Thursday and on Friday. Route 11 in front of the Brewerton Bridge in Brewerton, New York, off the Bartell Road exit. Stop by Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. So here we go with the NFL yet again. Another week just blows by, and uh, time to, to recap the week that was, right? I mean, it was... Uh, it was a weird week. It was an upset-filled week. Uh, I'm, as a Bills fan, thrilled that it's over. Um, but as I recap this, I have no idea if the Bills can even beat the Buccaneers. I don't even know if they can beat the Pats or the Jets in rematches at this point. I have no idea who this team is, and I'll get to it in just a little bit. But we go all the way back to last Thursday in terms of the recap for Week 7. And, you know, the Saints didn't make enough plays, and I thought Trevor Lawrence really shined and showed why we're starting to get into elite conversation with this guy, and he's starting to make plays that he made at Clemson. I think that's one of the big things that we look for with the transition to the NFL, how hard it is, uh, you know, the different speed, the different players, the different size, the different playbooks, the different defenses, the different coaches. It's a step up. It's harder. And Trevor Lawrence was, I, I just, he came through late in this game, and he made throws that were ridiculous. And I know he only went 20 to 29 for 204 and a touchdown, but man, he made the big plays late. Thought they were great. Uh Travis ATN continues to be one of the great all-around players in the NFL. Uh in this game he had uh, 77 total yards, but he had two touchdowns from uh scrimmage in terms of rushing. Thank you very much for my fantasy team. Uh I'm 5 and 2 in fantasy right now. I can't wait until it all goes to hell, but uh right now it seems to be pretty good. Um you know, and this was just a nip and tuck game all the way. I actually picked the Saints in this game, uh, you know, because I just am so confident uh, in them at home, in, in them at home. Um, but I got to tell you, they got a problem at quarterback, man. Derek Carr, whew, he's emotionally a wreck. He's physically a wreck. He's just not doing it with his arm. And uh, the other thing I should mention, too, is Jacksonville can win on the road. I mean, they're 5-2 and two right now. They won two games in London. They won at the Superdome. This team can win on the road. Um, they can win on neutral sites. Uh, they've shown it this year, and also, don't look now, but they're in position to challenge Kansas City to get a one seed, okay? Uh, they've won two games on uh, in London, as I mentioned. They won at Indianapolis to start the year. They just won at New Orleans. They have at Pittsburgh coming up, then they have a bye. What a great period of time to have the bye, by the way. Week nine, I love that. That's when I would want my team to have the bye. Then they have home for San Fran, really tough game. Home for Titans should win. At Texans, should win. Home for Bengals, toss-up. At Cleveland, should win. Home for Baltimore, toss-up. At Tampa, should win. Carolina at home, win, 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 win. At Tennessee. Like, their schedule right now, they're 5-2. and two. They're done with the Bills in London. You know, they're, they've got a couple of games coming up that are, are tough, but it's a doable schedule. With the way they're playing, with the way uh, uh, Lawrence is playing, with the weapons he has in terms of ATN, They've got some big-time, big-time, big-time playmakers on that offense that can just grab the ball and go in terms of Christian Kirk, ATN, Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, I've always loved Christian Kirk, and their defense gets better every week. You know, Ola Kuhn, 
you know, Devin Lloyd, all these guys. We know about Trayvon Walker. We know about Josh Allen. We know about all these guys. This team is getting better, and they are getting better and better and better on both sides of the ball. And they have the bye week coming up, and they can win on the road, and their game translates, and they have a guy who knows how to coach in terms of Doug Peterson, won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Tremendous stuff from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Meanwhile, the Patriots, 29-25 winners over the Buffalo Bills. This was an embarrassment. It was way, 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 way more about the Bills than it was the Patriots. There's three major problems going on with the Bills. Number one is they can't get off to a fast start. Josh Allen, first offensive possession, throws an interception. The offense, the tempo, the rhythm, Ken Dorsey, he can't get them going. And then it's also mistakes on both sides of the ball. Penalties, turnovers, uh, uh, stunting drives, uh, the tackling is terrible. You can tell me all day long about injuries. You can tell me about Ed Oliver being out. You can tell me about Daquan Jones being out. You can tell me about Trey White. You can tell me about Matt Milano. You can tell me now about Dawson Knox. I can only use excuses, and really I don't use them, but only to a little, little, little degree against the elite teams. If they're injured against the Bengals or the Chiefs or the Niners or the Eagles, I can go, eh, eh. but this is the Patriots, man. You still had plenty there to beat them. You still had a fully rested offensive line and healthy O-line. You have Josh Allen, Diggs, Davis. Where are all these guys? Dalton Kincaid got into it, which was great but it was in a losing effort. So I can't use injuries as an excuse when you're going into a one and five football team, the second worst team in the NFL behind the Panthers, in my opinion, bad O-line, bad D-line, no playmakers, Mac Jones stinks, and you lose that game. That is absolutely inexcusable by the Buffalo Bills. And you know why the Bills aren't the Chiefs? You know why they aren't the Bengals? You know why they aren't the Eagles? You know why they aren't the 49ers? Because they lose more games like this than anybody else. Think about the dud 9-6 to the Jaguars a couple years ago. The Jets lost last year. The Jets lost this year up 10 at half with Aaron Rodgers out. The Bills lose too many of these games. It's flat out, that's it. And if I had to pick a fourth thing, right? They're on both sides of the ball getting gashed totally, right? Like the offense can't get going with the rhythm stuff. And then by the time they do, it's too late. And then they take the lead and Allen pulls him back and Diggs makes plays and they're big time guys. I mean, think about that 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 sequence where the Bills scored the touchdown, where Allen threw it to Diggs and he made a stupid, crazy great sliding catch, pops up, little juke and goes into the end zone. Two plays later, right? Well, one play later, Taron Johnson should have had a pick of a knuckle, knuckle throw by Mac Jones. That's how bad Mac Jones was. He threw it right to the other team. He drops it. The play right after that, Jordan Poyer pokes the ball out from behind. Unbelievable play, and uh, Terrell Bernard recovers it. The Bills take it down for a touchdown to take the lead, and they get the two-point conversion, right? What happens then? The defense finally gets rested. They let Mac Jones go all the way down the field and beat him. So it's twofold. There's problems on both sides. The Bills need to get their shit together, and if they don't win on Thursday night against the Bucs, I'm here to tell you that they're not going to make the playoffs. Not with that schedule. Not with that Cincy, at Philly. Nope, Dallas. Got to go cross-country against the Chargers, a bad team. But, you know, again, it's still a big road trip. The Bills have a ton of prime time, time games still left. I'm not even confident that they can beat the Jets and Patriots right now. You got to go at Miami to close the year. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Chicago Bears, holy cow, 30-12 to 12 winners. And, I mean, what happened? The Raiders are so bad. It is so bad right now. Tyson Badgett, like a backup, backup quarterback, like went out and just throttled you. Josh McDaniels is so bad. He looks awful on the sideline. He probably put on, what, 100, 150 pounds? The Bears were making plays all over the place. I mean, it looked like a varsity against a junior varsity team. And the Bears went into this game 1-5. and five, And at one point, people were saying they were the worst team in the NFL. Um, you know, Jalen Johnson had a great pick six in this game. Devontae Adams was shut down. 
I mean, if I'm Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, I want out of there so fast. And by the way, if I'm Brandon Bean and I'm the Bills, right? Now Dawson Knox is hurt. So I don't know if they would take him in his $14 million salary. And I don't know, a lot of times I'm like, oh, do this trade, but I don't really like have the time to dive straight into like nickel and diming the salary cap one way or the other. Because I also think that the salary cap and everything that goes with it, except for dead cap hits, I think the salary cap's overrated. I've said that for a long time. You can release anybody at any time to free up money, right? The dead cap hit is what hurts you because you can be like, oh, well, he's making 30 million. Let's just release him. Well, what if his dead cap hit is $27 million? It it, it, it doesn't make sense because you're going to get hit for 27 or you're going to hit for 30 to have him actually on the roster. So like, what do you do, right? But like, I would love Brandon Bean to figure out a way to trade for all three of those guys. Just go raid the Raiders. Like literally go get those players. You need a big time pass rusher because clearly you still don't have a major pass rush because you couldn't get to Mac Jones. And when it matters the most in January, you can't get to Joe Burrow and you can't get to Patrick Mahomes. Go get Max Crosby. (laughs) Like go get him. Go get him. Go pluck Devontae Adams. Cut this garbage about this, oh, well, this two tight end stuff. And look at us with Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. How's that working out? Knox can't catch the ball. He has an injured wrist. He's going to be out at least probably six to eight weeks. What's the point? Develop Dalton Kincaid into a boundary receiver slash tight end, you know, in the slot type of a thing. And go balls to the wall and air the ball out, right? Get Josh Allen going throwing the ball super quick early, right? Don't give the defense a chance to get to him. Quick releases, quick strikes, get him running out of the pocket more, chunk yardage, and go beat people with your offense, right? Yeah, go get Devontae Adams too and figure out a way how to do it, you know, on the roster. Could you imagine the Bills? Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, and Devontae Adams. You know what? Give them AJ Epinesa, give them Christian Benford, give them Dawson Knox. Give I mean, honestly, if they want Dalton Kincaid too, F it. Give them, give them, give them all of them, right? Like seriously, I mean, go get, those are three premier franchise guys wasting away with the Raiders. They really are. And Josh McDaniels is a horrendous head coach. Falls in line with the Charlie Weisses and the Matt Patricias and the Romeo Cornells and all these Patriot assistants under Bill Belichick that are terrible head coaches. Let's move on, of course. But yeah, big time win for the Bears and just the Raiders are pathetic, man. Holy cow. 39-38 win for the Browns over the Colts. I don't understand the Deshaun Watson situation. It continues to get worse and worse. I thought the Colts had this game in the bank. I really did. Uh, They got a lot of great performances out of Downs and Taylor and Gardner Minshew and and company, but I don't know what happened. I mean, they just kind of crumbled in the fourth quarter and I don't know what's going on with the Deshaun Watson situation, but Cleveland gets a big win. Boy, does three and three look different than four and two, does it not? And now all of a sudden the Colts, without Anthony Richardson all year, you know, blowing this game at home against Cleveland, they're now three and four and they find themselves probably, they're going to have to climb a couple of mountains to get a wild card spot. I don't see it at all at this point. This game was the telling point for me for Indianapolis not being, not being a playoff team. Big time win for the Giants at home over the Commanders. Good to have Saquon Barkley finally, I think, look 100% in this game. Just a total defensive game. Big time fourth quarter stops. You know, they would have won it by more if they had, uh, you know, taken advantage of stuff, but the Giants stink. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, for example, with a pick six right in the bread basket. He dropped it, but a great win for the G-Men, 2-5, and five, and now maybe you start to climb here a little bit, trying to stack some wins and uh, get back into the playoff picture. Falcons 16-13 winners on the road. This was a nip-and-tuck sloppy game across the board. Uh, of course, Koo gets the game winner for Atlanta, and Tampa now on the short week goes to Buffalo. Yeah, they're going to be madder than Hornets, although they have Baker Mayfield, who stinks, so the Buffalo Bills need to stomp on them, and if they don't, as I mentioned... 
If they can't beat the Bucks, their season, I think, is over. Ravens just annihilate the Lions 38-6. What a performance by Lamar Jackson. Listen, it is a... These Justin Herbert people are crazy. Lamar Jackson is better than Jalen Hurts, and he's better than Justin Herbert. For me, again, it goes Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Lamar. That's it. Those are the top four quarterbacks in the NFL. I know that Jalen Hurts made the Super Bowl last year, but Jalen Hurts are, also has a front office that, that, that spins wheels around Baltimore's. Baltimore's is still pretty good, but Howie Roseman and the Eagles and how they operate and their culture and all the rest, it's even, for as good as Baltimore's is, Philadelphia's is still a hundred times what Baltimore's is. It really is. It's that good. And he has A.J. Brown. He has Devontae Smith. He has a top three or five defense in the NFL. He has a redonkulous ground game. They're always healthy. He has the best offensive line in football. What do I always say? 50% the quarterback and 50% everything else, much of which you can't control. Lamar Jackson has finally got some weapons this year, but nobody would confuse Gus Edwards with DeAndre Swift. They wouldn't you know, confuse their O-line with Phillies. They wouldn't confuse Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers for, hello, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard. You wouldn't. Oh, and Odell Beckham Jr. is in there as well with two repaired ACLs. Seriously? Like, are we really comparing the weapons with Lamar and Jalen Hurts? No, we are not. Lamar Jackson is redonkulous. 21 to 27. He's nimble. He's quick. He's got the the pocket presence. He's throwing it deep. He's throwing it short. He can run out of the pocket. What a performance by Lamar Jackson. He had 393 combined yards and four touchdowns from scrimmage. I had him in one of my fantasy uh, leagues. 61 and a half points I think I got out of Lamar. Absolutely ridiculous performance over a Detroit Lions team. Oh, by the way, Kyle Brandt crowned as the best team in the NFL. As I said, how am I starting to pick games these days? Whatever everybody says all week about you nationally, pick the other way. That's all there is to it. Steelers go into LA and beat the Rams 24 to 17. Here they are again. Here they are again. Mike Tomlin, Kenny Pickett, hanging in there. I know that there's been some you know, Steeler people like, oh, you got to stop the rollouts the wrong way to the left and all the stuff I hear in this mumbo jumbo jargon bullcrap on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter ain't real life. You know what Kenny Pickett does? He hangs in there so unbelievably well. He's willing to take the hit. Management has got to love that stuff. He's tough as nails. That's what Tomlin loves about him. And the Rams led, you know, in statistical categories in a lot of places, including Stafford quarterback, Freeman running back, Nakua receiving. Oh, well. Steelers convert controversial fourth down. I know the officiating's been bad all year. It was horrible in this game, really both ways. TJ Watt got a big pick. The Steelers' defense made you know some plays, right? And, and they win the game. Seahawks 20-10 over the Cardinals. Again, a gas Cardinals team. Too many weapons for Seattle from Smith to Njigba to Walker the third. They get it done, and obviously the toe-tapping TD grab was a thing of beauty by Jake Bobo, and Seattle now at 4-2. and two. Broncos 19-17 winners over the Green Bay Packers. Ugly game, and really what it boils down to for me is Russell Wilson and Jordan Love are both awful, and Jordan Love was more awful. That double coverage throw for the game ceiling INT was so ugly. It isn't even funny. I love Tyler Dunn from Go Lung. I love a lot of other people who think Jordan Love is the guy. Let's give it time. Jordan Love is nowhere near, nowhere near a top 20 quarterback even in the NFL yet. Not even close. So let's pump the brakes here on all this Jordan Love bullcrap and love and features and all this stuff on this guy. He ain't Aaron Rodgers and he ain't. Brett Favre, and he, he really isn't Bart Starr either, right? I mean, let's be honest. Chiefs 31-17 over the Chargers at home. Two-touchdown win. 
They played B-plus football at times before this game. They played C-football, sleepwalking through the season, blah, 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 Taylor Swift, all this other crap. This was the first game this year that the Kansas City Chiefs looked like the team that is building a current dynasty, which I believe they are. I think Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, I think they're going to win at least two more Super Bowls, including this year um, being one, so then one more at least. I think they're going to go to probably four more. Right now, my prediction is they're going to go to four more minimum and win two more minimum. That was my prediction two years ago, and I'm holding to it. Um, Well, actually, no, it was after last year. After last year, because they won the Super Bowl last year. Um, Patrick Mahomes was insane. What he does, the, 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 the running ability, finding people. I know Travis Kelsey seems to always be open. Um, sometimes he is open. Other times he just gets open. Uh, other times, I don't know. <laughs> 12 catches, 179 yards, and a touchdown. And you know, for, for, for being a big guy like him, one of his biggest traits, and this is why you really have to guard him, is his yak ability. If you give him, if you give him space and you give him the ball, he also can turn it upfield and he can break tackles and he's actually very nimble and he's super strong to just straight arm you to the ground. They, the Chargers, left him open all the time. Teams leave him open all the time. Then you can't tackle him. So you got to figure out Kelsey and listen, with Rasheed Rice, Pacheco, McKinnon, and Valdez Scantling and Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony as your other weapons, aren't you putting two guys on Kelsey no matter what? I am. And Mahomes might still beat you. He really still might. But don't you want to take your chances? I do. I don't know, man. Travis Kelsey's way, 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 way too often wide open. Big time win for the Chiefs, 31-17. And Patrick Mahomes, 400-plus yards throwing in this football game. Tremendous. And four touchdowns. I'm going to take a quick timeout. I'm going to get back to uh, the, the the podcast with two more recap games. Eagles beat the Dolphins. Vikings over the 49ers with the six teams also who were idle. It's all brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks to Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf and our good friends over at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. A couple of more games to recap here. Week 7 in the books in the NFL. The Eagles, they took it to the Dolphins, man. They took it to the Dolphins. 10 points just isn't enough. And when you get the finesse, you get the pretty stuff, you get the sports car driving a million miles down the road in in 75 degree weather, when the winter comes, you can't go as fast. And that's what the Dolphins are right now. They have gotten bludgeoned in their two losses this year against real opponents. While the Bills right now aren't real opponents, listen, the season's a long way away from being over. The Bills at that time were a really, really good team. And they pounded Miami. And right now, the Eagles are probably the best team in the NFL. I would say them and the Chiefs, yet again. And God almighty, they beat the Dolphins to an absolute pulp. They beat them to an absolute pulp. And I got to tell you, man, this game was 17-3. It looked like they were running away from them, this and that and the other thing. Uh, Next thing you know, uh, the Dolphins get that unbelievable uh, uh, turnover and touchdown, right? And you're like, okay, ball game. Like, let's see what they do on the road, right? Physicality. Nope. Touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> that was it. And the Eagles just, I, I, they are so hard to play. They're so hard to play. Because Nick Sirianni in the offense, it's 
It's RPO stuff. It's Jalen Hurts impossible to bring down. It's Jalen Hurts scampering out of the pocket. It's him throwing on the run, throwing short, throwing long. Like, he's a physical dude. He has control of the pocket. They do so much with DeAndre Swift. They can bring A.J. Brown anywhere on the field. I mean, he runs every single route you can imagine in the slot, on the boundary, everywhere you go. It is so impossible to stop him. And you know what? We hear all the time about Devontae Adams. We hear all the time about Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs and and Cooper cup when he's healthy and all these eight. What about this guy? This guy should be at least in the top five category, man. Every single time I watch this guy, and this is why I picked him on my fantasy team, every single game he kills. There was only one game in the beginning of the year where he wasn't really getting targeted and Devontae Smith went off, but he is ridiculous. 10 catches, 137 yards and a touchdown. And once he gets going, he has that Adams or Diggs effect where the entire offense opens up and you're like, oh no, where's A.J. Brown? Oh, there he is. Let's put an extra safety on him. Oops, Dallas Goddard's wide open. Oops, Devontae Smith is wide open. Oops, DeAndre Swift is wide open. Oops, Jalen Hurts runs out of the pocket because everything falls apart. This offense, they do so much. They have a great offensive line. They're impossible to stop. Lance Johnson's a a flat-out Hall of Famer. I mean, the Eagles' defense is ferocious. They legitimately have it all. They really, really do, you know, and it's going to be awfully tough to uh, to, to stop them in the, in the postseason. Uh, Lane Johnson's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and Jason Kelsey's going to go to the Hall of Fame. They have two Hall of Fame offensive linemen, and they have a couple of uh, Hall of Famers in the making on offense in terms of A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. This is a great football team. Their defense is unbelievable. They gave two a hell in this game. They're great at tackling. They're great in coverage. They're great in space. Their IQ's terrific, both sides of the ball. They can pick off the ball. Um, they're, they're unbelievable. Darius Slay had that crazy great interception. They had four sacks in this game. What don't they do? If they were all wrapped up into one baseball player, what would you call them? You know, a five-tool player. Eagles, 31-17 winners over the Dolphins. They, in my opinion, are clear-cut best team in the NFC. That because of that win and because of the loss on Monday Night Football. Terrible job by the 49ers. The defense was brutal. Yes, they missed D'Amico Ryans, and Kirk Cousins went off. 378 yards through the air, two touchdowns. Jordan Addison played like Justin Jefferson. They were great. 22-17, physicality. Vikings win. Great win for them. They're back in the playoff picture. And hey, I picked them to win the division. Let's see if they can make a comeback as the Lions maybe are falling a little bit. 22-17 Minnesota wins. Six teams had buys. Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, Jets, Panthers, and Texans. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter. Week 7 in the books. Let's see what Week 8 brings us. Man, the NFL is getting intense now, isn't it? And we are brought to you by our great friends at CH Insurance. They are in your corner every day, every way. Find out about their local boost program at chinsurance.cc. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Rosie's Corner, Brewerton Ace Hardware, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and our awesome, awesome friend Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Go get your financial planning in order today at Advisors dot massmutual.com. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. SU sports are underway. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. here at CH Insurance. In our new offices downtown, we have over our entryway, work like a champion. We all high five it to remind us of what we're here to do for you. As an independent agent, we're seeking the right coverage at the right price to protect your business and all that's important to you. We play as a team, win as a team. That's our theme. Count on the team who knows there's no off-season. CH Insurance, in your corner. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends 
at Bet Online. This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup, so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.